0: You're listening to the Union Church Podcast. For more information about Union, please visit unionboston.org. I must admit that uh, these sermons are always particularly tough. Uh, When tragedy strikes again, You're tempted in in some way to scrap what you originally had planned and go in a a different uh, direction to respond directly uh, to what has happened because we are called always to pay attention, never to ignore that which is happening around us. Uh, womanist theologians and scholars have helped us to understand that always uh, the sermon, uh, Bible study, anytime people of faith gather, it always emerges, theology always emerges from the experience, the lived experience of a people. Uh, Emily Towns and Katie Cannon and Zora Neale Hurston and Jacqueline Grant and our own Todney Thomas and others have helped us to, to understand, right, that, that what happens outside must always influence what happens inside, Right, uh, The theologian Karl Barth has uh, famously quipped that, that the sermon always uh, must uh, be delivered uh, with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in another. We are never to ignore what is happening around us, and it always seems that this keeps happening to us. So I had originally uh, planned to preach on prayer this day. And when the rhetorical response after mass shootings is often empty words about thoughts and prayers, uh, perhaps, in fact, that uh, where I was going with this sermon might have some resonance for the realities that confront our world today, because you you have to know how we think actually does matter how we think actually does matter when uh, the El Paso gunman writes about on his manifesto uh, the Hispanic invasion of Texas. Uh, we, 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 we see again and again a way of thinking spreading like cancer that is terrifying because, I, I mean, how we think matters. We need to know our history. Texas is Mexico. Uh, dangerous thinking actually helps undergird and promote a domestic terrorism and a sense of white nationalism uh, that that is emboldening more and more the type of violence that we see played out again and again, how we think matters, how we pray uh, matters. And the spirit that is written by the Apostle Paul helps us in our weakness because we do not know how to pray as we ought. Spirit intercedes in our weakness because we do not know how to pray as we ought. And the spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. Too deep for words. Will you pray with me? when there are not enough words. We don't know how to speak. We don't know what to say. Still, God, we lean on your word which is beyond all words, the word made flesh through Jesus the Christ our Lord. Speak now, we listen. Teach us how to pray and to live and to work in such a way that you might be glorified, people edified. It's in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Beloved, it is good to be back home among you, and as some of you know, I was away for the last two Sundays uh, in Tazé, France, with Bishop Devadar and Pastor Jordan and our own uh, Shayla and Vivian, we were on a spiritual pilgrimage, and there's uh, so much to be uh, to say about the trip. But uh, uh, what was most striking about this time together is that the five of us joined with another 2,000 or so uh, pilgrims, uh, mostly uh, folks from uh, Germany, Spain, uh, Serbia, Russia, France, and we gathered three times every day uh, for prayer together. One people, many languages under one uh, roof, uh, seeking uh, a sense of hospitality and solidarity with one another that transcends any divides, any difference that would otherwise uh, seek to separate us. Our entire day uh, revolved around a rhythm of prayer. Uh, we would pray in the morning, we would pray in the noonday. And we would pray when the sun went down. Uh, The writer of Ecclesiastes, which we heard earlier, says that there is a time, a season for all things. And for all things, uh, there is a time, a season under the sun. And in a way, all the time was prayer time at Tazay, because it seemed like we prayed all the time. I return to you on this day with a renewed prayer life, uh, as does Pastor Jordan and others, with an invitation for us uh, to lean in to prayer. I know Pastor Nikki uh, began talking about that last week in her sermon, so we continue. uh, Because as people of faith, we are called in season and out of season. During all seasons, we are called uh, to pray. Because as disciples, we pray because we believe in the power of prayer. So we begin all things in prayer for this month of August. As I mentioned earlier, we will uh, be unpacking a, a worship focus, a sermon series uh, talk, talk, called, excuse me, called uh, living as disciples, living as disciples, and as a disciple, as a follower of Christ. As we seek to live in a way that we follow Christ and we practice disciplines, we we practice uh, spiritual practices that that help us to grow closer uh, to Christ, we look at the book of Colossians. We'll unpack the book of Colossians as our guide over these next four weeks we'll break it down into four parts uh, next week uh, we'll look at chapter 1 verse 15 to 28 we'll examine the image of Christ I invite you to bring your Bibles to bring your Bibles uh, to pull out your smartphone so it's okay even now as we walk through the scriptures to pull out your smartphone as long as you're not on whatsapp and texting and doing all these other things right uh, but go ahead and pull up uh, the scriptures so that we can study it together uh, we're, we're focusing on Colossians because uh, Colossians is a very simple, straightforward book. Actually, you can read it probably in one sitting in about 15 minutes or so, and it gives us a foundation for how we might grow deeper uh, together in faith as we seek to follow Christ, uh, the one who came into the world so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So Colossians gives us a, a, a template, a framework. Next week, we'll look at the image of Christ. Then the following week, we'll look at the fullness in Christ, looking at chapter 2. And then on week 4, we'll look at chapter 3 as we struggle to figure out how to live authentically in Christ, as we seek to follow Christ. And today, as the foundation for our examination of the book of Colossians, uh, we will look at verses 1 uh, through 14, which is a pericope, a passage on prayer. On prayer. So our examination of how to live in Christ, live as disciples of Christ, as we follow the model in Colossians, is then rooted in our call, our invitation to be a praying people, to be a praying uh, people. And we must understand, beloved, on this day that prayer is not a panacea. It's not a panacea because we must always take action and pray with our feet, so, prayer is not passive. Uh, so, it's not enough in the face of such violence and continued tragedy uh, to simply send our thoughts and prayers as if prayer is mere rhetoric. But as we look at what Paul and and Timothy uh, write to the churches at Colossae these many years ago, we learn more deeply the power of prayer as it transcends just mere words, more speech uh, and empty language. Uh, Prayer is more than just talking to God a God that one might imagine as distant and separated from the lived realities of our life, Uh, but rather a prayer is an orientation. It is a way of looking at the world. Uh, Prayer is a way of life. It's a way of being in the world. And prayer is a mode of action. It's a way of doing in the world. It's a way of looking at the world, It's a way of being in the world and a way of doing in the world. People of faith, people of prayer show up in the world in many ways. We're called as people of faith uh, to plan and to organize and to resist and even revolt. Yes, I, I believe that prayer is a form of civic engagement that people of faith do. Prayer an orientation to the world that says there is one who transcends the world but that came in the world through Christ Jesus allows us to be in relationship with one that calls us to transform the world and make the world into a more just reflection of the vision and the kingdom of God. So prayer is an orientation that is about relationship. We pray uh, to God because we believe that, that God is, and we know and we trust that God is related to us. So this prayer... This prayer, a way of thinking, a way of seeing, a way of being, a way of doing is rooted in a vision that calls us to a way of living and interjecting and intercepting and being in the world in a way engaged so that our prayers might become manifest. Manifest. They might become realities, our our hopes that which we yearn to, which we yearn for, which we envision might actually be reflected in our day today. This is why I I, I mentioned a few weeks ago uh, as ICE began to uh, do raids in, in major cities that we are called as people of faith to respond in prayer with our feet in such a way that we keep on resisting until ICE is abolished. So that we might, uh, because we are called to be, we gather in a sanctuary, we are called to be a sanctuary for all people. So we are looking union, we are looking union for, for volunteers, people who will help organize our response as we partner with the Greater Boston Interfaith Organization uh, to be in more regular action. So that when what we do here on Sunday might be directly connected to what happens during the week. So we're looking for folks who will not only join with us as we seek to partner with Greater Boston Interfaith Organization, an organization that we, in fact, helped co-found 30 years ago uh, so that we might uh, bear greater witness, bear greater fruit to what is happening uh, in our lives so that what's happening in this place is reflected outside this place in addition we 're looking for folks that will help our partnership uh, with the mass uh, Massachusetts Council of Churches as we gather in September for the four hundredth anniversary of, of black people coming uh, to this uh, these shores, uh, and as we launch as the mass Council of Churches l- launch a, a year long emphasis on on voter registration as we get ready for the two thousand and twenty elections that, that, that we might be a sanctuary, that we might uh, use our leverage as people of faith called to be civically engaged in the world, uh, that we might help invite folks to be counted during the 2020 census because our presence and standing up and being counted actually matters in this time uh, so that there can't be continued redistricting and, and gerrymandering in such a way that we continue to have those in power who are complacent and actually participating in the perpetual injustices that are plaguing our society. Yeah. Right, so a, a real connection between our prayer talk on Sundays and the work in which we are called to do Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday throughout the week because we follow as we seek to follow Christ. We follow the prophets of old. Where prayer is always a language of moral outrage against violence and injustice wherever it appears it becomes in the Tradition, the trajectory of the prophets, uh, prayer is a language that demands regime change when the powerful are complacent with the status quo. Prayer must be a language of moral outrage. Uh, The prophets prayed uh, when they called out tyranny and oppression. So, likewise, we are called beloved. To pray always with hope because prayer also is a posture of possibility in the midst of all the the ills that plague our world. A prayer is a posture of possibility that prevents us from despairing. So at the same time, we we work with our feet. We continue to talk uh, to God because we still believe in a God who has been faithful in the past and will be faithful to us in this present moment. So yes, prayer is action and prayer is talking and it is a response because we can do something. We must do something. And, and we believe that prayer accomplishes something when we roll up our sleeves and we get to work. Uh, and we pray uh, because we know that, that it changes things. It, it, it turns situations. And when we, the people who are called by God's name humble themselves, seek thy face, and pray. Turn from their wicked ways. God will restore the land, and God restores the land through you and me. A connection, a relationship, that is not simply about an individual and the divine, but a relationship, even an intersection of the cross, where we are connected to the divine, a divine who runs deep and is the ground of our being, as we are connected to our neighbors who walk alongside of us, who struggle alongside of us. This is why uh, when we look at Colossians, the first chapter, we see this connection. As Paul and Timothy uh, talk about prayer, let's go to the next slide for a moment. And I just want to point out a couple of things. That when we look at verse uh, 3, verse 3, in our prayers, Paul and Timothy uh, write to the people of Colossae, in our prayers, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you and having these Christian virtues of love and and hope and faith might be reflected in a way uh, that uh, our connection to one another, just as Paul and Timothy is connected to these people in Colossae. And he he begins this, this passage by saying we are connected to one another and we need each other to survive. We need each other to survive. And then it goes forward and it says, you've heard, you've heard, next slide. You have heard of this hope before and the word of truth, the gospel, the good news that has come to you just as it is bearing fruit and growing in the whole world. So it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from the day you heard it and truly comprehended the grace of God. The grace of God, the love of God is connected to us so that when we pray and petition the love of God, we might live in a way that manifests these virtues of hope in our future, of a faith in a God who transcends all things, And a love for God that is manifest in our love for one another. This is why Paul says, I always remember you because I am connected to you and I love you and I I yearn for the best for you just as I hope for myself. And we go to the next slide. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying. We have not ceased working. We have not Ceased leaning in, being engaged in such a way, and asking that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we might lead lives worthy of the Lord. And may you be, then finally, may you be strong with all the strength that comes for his glorious power and may be prepared to endure everything with patience, joyfully giving thanks to God who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints of light that we share in the inheritance. It seems to me that this stake which is given for all of us, that we're in this together, connected to one another. What keeps playing out over and over and again in our uh, world is a sense that there is some of us on one side and others on another side. But as we lean in to live as disciples of Christ, we are reminded that in prayer, that in faith, that we are all knit from the very same fabric that we are called to be one community, one people of God, created in the image of God. So our calling as Christians, as people of faith, is to bear witness, indeed to bear fruit in such a way where it's not possible uh, to say, I don't need you, or you're an outsider, you're an illegal alien, but that the very foundation, the fabric of our faith in prayer says that you are me and I am you. So it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's you, it's us, oh God, standing in the need of prayer. I invite you as we uh, pray with our song, because Martin Luther and and, uh, St. Augustine said it this way, to sing is to pray twice. Uh, So we sing and we pray as we begin this journey together uh, from going from here to there to show up in the world. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Come on and put your hands together as we sing and turn uh, to. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about Union Church, please visit unionboston.org.